Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Hello, I'm Renu Navle, guest host for Chip Chat Network Insights. Today, I'm speaking with Obina Igonu, who is the practice lead for network virtualization systems at Worldwide Technology. Welcome back to the program, Obi. Thanks for having me. Um, Obi, why don't we start with a brief background about yourself as well as Worldwide Technology, your role at Worldwide Technology and what WWT does? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Renu. Um, Obi Egonu, I uh, lead our network virtualization systems practice, which is essentially an engineering practice within our service provider organization focused on 4G, 5G, NFT, telco cloud, and mobile edge computing or multi-access edge computing technologies. So Worldwide Technology is, is a technology solution provider founded in 1990 with roughly around $12 billion in annual revenue and over 6,000 employees you know, worldwide. You know, our growth is a, is a direct outcome of our commitment to deliver world-class services to our customers, including the largest service providers in the world. And the services we provide include consulting, deployment, implementation, testing, staging and delivery, and even global logistics services as well. Our key value propositions include our deep OBM relationships you know, with uh, partners like Intel, our advanced technology center, which is essentially a remotely accessible lab with over $500 million worth of hardware and software investments, our integration centers you know, spread out across the world that help take the solutions that are incubated and validated in the advanced technology center lab over and above and beyond those are blueprint architecture so that they can then be staged, racked, stacked, cabled, and then delivered to our service provider customers around the world. And then finally, it's essentially our team, right? So the team consisting of professional services teams, consulting services teams, application services teams that help create a wrapper around these sort of solutions we build, test, and stage in, the, in, in these centers out to essentially ensure that these solutions address key customer requirements. Um, Obi, can you expand a little bit on the Advanced Technology Center? You know, what kind of partnership do you have there with Intel in terms of what kind of Intel technologies are used in your Advanced Technology Center? And how is it helping our customers, especially the operator customers, to deploy 4G or 5G services faster? Sure, not a problem. So our Advanced Technology Center, like I mentioned, is a remotely accessible lab located in St. Louis, Missouri, with over $500 million worth of investment across hardware and software platforms. From an Intel partnership perspective, you know, this obviously includes technologies along the lines of CPU processors, storage units or storage platforms, FPGA cards for data path acceleration, uh, and so on and so forth. You know, at the end of the day, we recognize that service providers essentially desire an environment where they can validate new technologies, incubate these technologies again to ensure that these components, when fully integrated and validated, can help address their key customer requirements. And then at the same time, helping them accelerate their time to revenue. So for fundamentally, what we utilize the Advanced Technology Center for includes use cases like uh, proof of concepts, demonstrations, um, uh, benchmarking, professional, you know, functional testing, performance testing. And, and the idea is to be able to do a level of validation and testing on integrated solutions from OEM partners, essentially ensuring that these blueprints that we create within these labs can be validated 
and then taking these solutions to market for our different customers to essentially help them adopt or consume these technologies more rapidly and then also enable them to accelerate their time to revenues in terms of launching new services. Um, Obi, can you also expand a little bit on, do you do any customizations for these customers or are they customized deployment models? How do they help our customers? I would love to learn more about that. So essentially, at at Worldwide, we recognize that service providers need help, you know, accelerating that integration and adoption of new technology, you know, new technology like uh, Open RAN or Open Radio Access Networks. Um, for them to fully realize the benefits of the technology. And, and at Worldwide, what we do is we're able to assist service provider customers along every step of the process, you know, from idea to outcome, to make it easier for them to consume and deploy these new technologies at, at any scale. So once we're creating these blueprints, and, and that's what they are, right? So they're blueprints, they're starting points. It's an easier process for service providers because essentially we've done 70% of the work so they don't necessarily have to build out these technologies in their own environment from scratch. The remaining 30% of the work is where that level of customization comes in, you know, because at the end of the day, we understand and realize that every service provider has a unique environment, and creating this blueprint or framework does a good chunk of the work for them, and then they only then require a level of customization to be able to tweak and ensure that these solutions can integrate seamlessly into each service provider network. So what we've done as part of our Open RAN enablement program is to create three customizable deployment models. The first model is essentially geared towards solutions or networks that have fiber transport available to cell sites and essentially have these environments that can meet latency requirements uh, to centralize their virtualized distributed unit or virtualized baseband unit, depending on what level of uh, technology conversation you're in. And um, the second deployment model is is where you have that virtualized distributed unit located at the cell site, right? In this solution, you typically have a model that uses a small footprint server that is deployed at the base of the tower or on the cell tower itself, typically in an outdoor requirement, obviously. This model is essentially ideal for rural solutions where, you know, outdoor cabinets aren't available or even where fiber transport is not easily accessible. And then the third deployment model we have is what we term, you know, a high-density model. Uh, In this scenario, you have uh, this virtual distributed unit, again, located at the cell site, but at the base of the tower. And it utilizes a high-density XCD6 server, typically including, you know, Intel processors or cascaded CPUs and FPGA cards for data path acceleration. And the desire within this model is the x86 server hosts the virtualized distributed unit, and that software is able to support up to four cell sites across multiple LTE bands. The model is essentially ideal for service providers that have multiple spectrum holdings. And then across these different models that I've mentioned, they're actually able to leverage an element or a level of cloud management and automation capability to ensure that they're able to scale out these deployments as needed for their own customers. That's great. Obi, as you look out into the future, you know, as you look at how open RAN or RAN-based technologies can be leveraged, how do you see it evolving towards um, edge and 5G and new value-added services? What do you see out in the future? Oh, I definitely see uh, an area for tremendous growth and adoption in terms of open RAN. 
Um, but before we even go any further, it's always important to understand, you know, what happened in prior years and then what the current state of affairs is in order to understand and appreciate what is to come. So obviously in, in prior generations, you know, we had radio access network solutions that were typically supplied by, you know, incumbents uh, as all-in-one RAN solutions. This essentially includes proprietary software running on proprietary hardware. And service providers typically have to purchase these vertically integrated solutions from these suppliers. And then if it gets even more interesting because, you know, service providers then had to work with more than one supplier and they were, what they typically did in terms of a deployment model was to assign uh, specific geolocations or regions to each of these suppliers. So if a, new, if, if a new service wanted to be launched by a service provider, they then had to pay, you know, a lot of money to each supplier to develop software and hardware and then wait for these for all the suppliers in their network to be ready in order to launch a service nationwide. If you think about it, that hinders innovation and it hinders the ability to launch new services in an agile fashion. In, you know, and in addition to that, if you're if you have a, a fully deployed radio access network with the advent of 5G coming into play, there's a level of complexity that's going to be introduced with richer and more demanding applications, with densification, you know, just to name a few. Um, and in order to curb this complexity, SPs cannot continuously utilize the same day-to-day human intervention when deploying or optimizing or operating a network. And so that's where I see OpenRind taking a hold or coming into play with driving this new sort of uh, network modernization effort because OpenRide in and of itself represents an evolution of the radio access network towards a more disaggregated, fully interoperable, open and intelligent radio access network built on the fundamentals of virtualization, built on fundamentals of disaggregation, and then open or standardized interfaces with an element of automation and zero-touch capabilities. I think um, one thing we will see well, with the adoption of Open RAN, is uh, operators' capex will definitely be reduced. You know, sometimes up to forty percent, and even their opex, you know, can be cut by as much as thirty percent. One thing you will hear in a lot of uh, news releases, uh, you know, the adoption by you know service providers like Rakuten Mobile in Japan of Open RAN technologies because you know they see the inherent benefits with deploying this technology, and then you also hear other operators like Telefonica or even Vodafone making announcements related to open rent trials that they're currently performing in their network, again, because they're looking to realize the benefits that open RAN will bring to bear as they you know, seek to deploy 5G in the future across their various networks. I think it speaks volumes to the realization of, of what open rank can bring or the benefits open rank can highlight if, if, if and when deployed. Um, Obi, I know um, WWT has been a very long partner of Intel. It's also a, a member of the Intel Network Builders ecosystem community. Can you share, you know, your thoughts on um, how Intel Network Builders has helped forge a stronger partnership with WWT, and and how can we continue to partner together going forward? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, being part of the network builders community opens up the doors to a, an ecosystem of partners that can help create solutions that disrupt the norm in the industry today. It's created a, a level of partnership and awareness in the industry because we're able to reach out to, to leverage that, that platform Intel has put forward to work with partners, for example, like Cisco and Altiostar to develop a, an open virtualized RAN blueprint for 4G and 5G networks. 
you know, we believe that, that this blueprint will include, you know, Altio Star's virtualized RAN software with Cisco's hardware and software uh, along the lines of their virtualized infrastructure manager, which is, again, essentially their private cloud platform, Cisco's Ultra Packet Core, which is their mobile packet core or virtualized EPC, as well as Cisco's SDN transport solutions. And then what we do as part of this, you know, partner ecosystem is testing and validating that blueprint and essentially taking it to market as a fully integrated offering. If you take a step back and try to see the lay of the land in terms of adoption of this technology, you know, there's a level of hesitancy you would see among service providers, even though they're showing, you know, tremendous interest in adopting Open RAN. And it's primarily because of the complexity of um, managing a multi-vendor environment from various open or proprietary components within a radio access network. So we do see that the journey to implementing a new RAN architecture will take multiple paths. But in order to drive adoption in the industry, you know, an ecosystem of partners like the network builders that Intel has put forward can enable pre-certified, pre-integrated open VRAN solutions as a way to drive adoption. And again, you know, with, with the new 5G architecture we see today, service providers typically have to address a couple of challenges, ranging from integration challenges, where they have to typically figure out how to aggregate end-to-end interoperable solutions from multiple vendor ecosystems that typically they haven't had to worry about it in prior years, right? And then when you think about the cost of integration uh, in, in terms of combining multiple OEM components, you know, it can be pretty astronomical when not done efficiently or cost-effectively. And that's where we are rolled by T, our Open RAN program, which as a, as a tremendous asset or vehicle to help drive that customer adoption of these technologies, Open RAN, Open Virtualized RAN in the industry. You know, our, our Open RAN program utilizes what we have coined our next generation factory model which essentially helps service providers accelerate their time to revenue by validating complex multi-vendor solutions with speed in our advanced technology center, integrating them at scale in one of our global integration facilities worldwide, and then deploying on-site in an optimized fashion through our professional services teams. We strongly believe that you know, this will provide real business value to our customers by delivering open, agile, you know, software-driven solutions with greater flexibility and ultimately at a lower cost. Obi, thank you so much. This has been tremendously educational. We've been talking about 5G for a long time. It will be really exciting to see how our partnership with WWT, your advanced technology center, your efforts in virtualized RAN, how they can help uh, our entire industry, our entire networking industry move faster towards 5G. Um, One final question for you. Where can folks get more information about the technology that WWT is delivering into the marketplace? Is there a, a website or a URL that you can share with our listeners? Absolutely. Um, you know, so visitors can visit, you know, www.com forward slash open dash RAN. Um, so that's a landing page, you know, containing vital or valuable information on our Open RAN program. And they can, you know, learn more about how we are. Uh, we've set, you know, uh, a structure in place or a framework in place to help our service provider customers, you know, navigate this complexity as they seek to go through the journey of network modernization. And, and we look forward to helping, you know, customers go through that journey and, and, and consume these solutions more rapidly. That's great. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a real pleasure to have you on our show. Um, thank you again, Obi. Thank you, Renu, for having me. And uh, thanks to the Intel uh, Network Builder community as well. 